0: So it's been about 18 years now, um, but 18 years ago, April and I had our first child. Her name is Emma. Some of you know Emma, and some of you know this story about what happened with Emma when she was a baby. But she was born, she was actually born when we lived in Colorado. And um, when she was born, I, I don't remember the actual numbers. That's something a dad should No, dads usually don't remember that stuff, right? I don't remember the actual numbers about how much, how long she was, how much she weighed. All I remember is she was really tiny. She was not premature, but she was just a small baby, and she remained that way. In fact, um, we have a picture, here's a picture of Emma as a baby when she was little. Of course, you can't see, you know, comparable in that, but she was just tiny, um, this little bitty thing, and at first, it wasn't no big deal to us until the doctors started saying Um, we need to keep an eye on this. We need to keep watching her. And so after Emma was born, every week we kept going back in for checkups. Usually those would stretch out, and you would wait a few weeks, and you'd wait a few months for checkups. But for months in a row, we went back every single week. We have a picture of her doctor as well. Here's a picture of Emma and her pediatrician when we lived in Colorado. Sweetest doctor. She was so gentle and nice um, to us. We loved this. But every week we would go in and get Emma checked out. Now, we came to the conclusion after several months of doing this that everything's fine. She's fine. There's nothing wrong with her. She's just small, and she's on her own growth chart, just on the small side of that um, as she was growing. Well, we didn't think much of it. It was within the first year of her being born that we moved back to Kansas, and when you move to a new place, of course, you get a new doctor, right? And so we had a new pediatrician, and probably about a year after being here in Manhattan, our pediatrician here started to raise some flags as well and said, I think there's something more to this. So um, here's another picture of her as a little um, kid and as she was growing up. So our pediatrician here made a recommendation and he said, I think you guys need to go get her checked out at Children's Mercy in Kansas City. Of course. As a parent, right, whenever your child isn't growing the way they should, and whenever a doctor says, you need to go to a specialist, you need to go to a bigger city, to a bigger hospital to get um, your child checked out, we get nervous. right? We we got a little scared. We didn't know what was going to happen. So we went to Children's Mercy in Kansas City. We did several tests, had several tests ran on Emma, and we came to the conclusion through all of that that she's fine. There's nothing wrong with this kid. She's just small. And she's on her own growth chart, but on the small side. So the recommendation was more fatty foods for this kid to help her grow. And here exactly, this was what we heard from Children's Mercy in Kansas City. They said, if, if this kid wants ice cream for breakfast, feed her ice cream for breakfast. And we did. <laughs> Almost every day, she would have a bowl of ice cream with her breakfast. I swear, I gained 20 pounds during that time period. (laughs) Because you cannot eat ice cream alone. I will not make my kids eat ice cream alone. They have to have a partner (laughs) with it. But you get it, right? You understand this story and what happens with this. If your child isn't growing properly the way others do you get concerned. Now, I know we teased them about it as well. We'd say, we're going to put bricks on your head. We don't want you to grow up. We want you to stay just the way you are. And we have loved every stage of them growing up, um, whatever stage they're in. But if they didn't make it to the next stage in their growth, we would be concerned because you would think something is because children are supposed to grow. That's normal. I believe it's the same way with us spiritually. I believe we're supposed to grow. And our Heavenly Father, God, if He was to look at us and see that we're not growing spiritually, I think He would say, something's wrong. What's wrong with you? I, I've got to help. I've got to do something. How are you going to grow? We need to continue to grow as His children. For here, uh, us here at Crestview, we use the word develop. Maybe you've seen this, you've heard this before, maybe you know this is part of our strategy of who we are as a church. Last week I talked about the word discover. We want you to discover Christ. We want new people to come and discover who He is. Every day you can discover something new about God and, and what He offers to us. But we don't want you to stay there. We want you to develop. We want you to grow. And if you don't, then we get concerned about that. So last week I mentioned this as well, Matthew chapter 7. Um, In this passage where he's talking about this, this is Jesus saying, everyone who hears these words of mine, what we teach, what we use as our source, and does them, you're, you're a wise person and you're building your house on the rock, a foundation. And a foundation is great. And so we've built our faith on not just a book, we build our faith on Jesus, a person, A man who was the Son of God, who who made a claim about his own death, burial, and resurrection and pulled it off. We build our faith that's the rock we build our faith on. That's our testimony is on a person. This book teaches us who who that is. So our faith is built on this rock. Um, Paul, when he was writing to the church in Corinth, and I mentioned this last week, we talked about 1 Corinthians 3 and he also talks about the foundation that we build on. Um, And we've got to continue building on that. We've made this connection with our relocation project. And in the next few weeks, they should, the builders that we have hired, should start moving dirt. And in the next few weeks after that, they should start laying the groundwork to put in a foundation. And it's, it's going to be exciting. We're going to show you pictures along the way. We're going to let you walk with us through this. But what, what would happen if they just built the foundation? And that was it. And then we kept telling you, hey, go buy the foundation. It looks really good. And years later, all we have is a foundation. And and there's nothing else. Some of you would probably start to think, wait, something's wrong here. right?" You've got to build on that. You don't just build the foundation. You build the foundation to put a building on top of. Because you need to continue to grow. And here we are. Here is 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I think Paul is teaching them this, saying you've... Got the foundation, but you can't stay as infants. So I want you to look at verse one in this. I'm backing up a little bit from last week. First Corinthians chapter three. In verse one, this is Paul writing. He says, Brothers, I could not address you as spiritual people. Back when he was starting the church, he couldn't, he couldn't teach them heavy stuff. They weren't spiritual people yet. But as people of flesh, as infants in Christ, you were baby Christians. You were just now following. You didn't have the depth or understanding. He said, I fed you with milk, not solid food, like a baby, right? I was feeding you as though you were a baby. You weren't ready for it yet. And then he goes on through this chapter and talks about you've got to grow off of that foundation. You've got to be able to build that up. That's the reason behind it. So as your pastor, as a staff here at Crestview... As leadership here at Crestview, we want you to be growing. We care about you. And our goal is to help you grow spiritually. And if you're not, we have indicators. Like, we we watch this. We try and pay attention to what's going on. Now, we don't judge you, all right? We don't sit around at staff meetings and judge you and what you're doing and not doing and um, bring up specifics. We can't judge your heart. That's not our role. That's not our goal. And we're not asking you to be the smartest to be know-it-alls. We're not asking you to understand this book backwards and forwards. We're we're asking you just to grow. We're not asking you to be sinless. Um, We know we're human. We're all going to continue to make mistakes, but there's indicators that we can watch for you, for us, together as a team. Are you growing? Are you further along this year than you were last year? And if not, then what can we do to help? How do we help you through this process? Are you here? Do you worship? Do you give? It's part of trusting God with your resources. Is that a part of your growth spiritually? Do you serve? And not just here at You, but do you serve? Your neighbors, your community, are you out there doing the things that Jesus taught? And we want you to grow to lead you, to help you grow in a spiritual relationship with Jesus. And I know we get tired at times. There's times where we're like, I want to give up. I don't know if it's working. And Paul encourages us. When he writes to the church in Galatia, he talks about the idea of don't give up. There's a reward that's coming. At a proper time, we're going to reap a harvest. Don't give up because it is a process. This doesn't happen overnight. It's something you've got to grow in. You develop, you continue, and it takes perseverance and discipline. Uh, like a marathon. Um, and, and it's not a game to see who can read your Bible the fastest, to see who's better at it, who has more in-depth spiritual um, quiet times. We're all different. So where are you on your scale and how are you growing? I think that's important. And I want to I encourage you. I think this is cool as a church. So tonight we're having a celebration. Here in this room are rooted groups that over the last 10 weeks have been meeting together um, through this rooted process. Many of you have heard about rooted. If you haven't, come ask me about it. I want to share it with you. Um, But it's a 10 week process that we walk through with people. And we had four groups do it this fall. So around 40 people are going to get together tonight and we're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate their journey, their little sprint that they were on the last 10 weeks to grow. And to change and make a difference. Um, over the last year, we've been doing this a year. We've had 13 groups. about 130 people have walked through the rooted process and growing and learning. And I think here's a here's big question that comes up with me. and this is a heart question for you. not the specifics of what you're doing or how you're doing it, but it's this: Is Jesus really worth following? Is he really worth following? If he's not, then it may not matter what you do. But if he is, then what step are you taking? What's next? And this isn't about behavior modification. I'm not trying to judge you on what you do or how you do it. What I'm trying to help you with is taking the next step in your spiritual journey. How do you grow? How do you stay connected to the vine? Jesus talks about this in John chapter 15. I love this passage. He is the vine, we are the branches. And if we stay connected to Him, the end result is fruit. There's growth. There's something to show for that. And there's a couple of indicators with this. This is when I'm talking about indicators, this is what I mean. Two kinds of fruit. There's the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. Those are sometimes hard things, and it's hard to see that happen. But we can see fruit of action. Witnessing giving, knowledge, serving, um, teaching, faith, wisdom. Um, These are things, hospitality, encouragement, are you using these gifts and that fruit to show the love of Christ to others? The natural result of us staying connected to Jesus is growth, it's fruit. There's no magic Christian pill, it just takes some work. And it's not that we judge each other compared to each other. It's that we discover him and we develop in him. If we discover something new in him, we are also to develop, build on that foundation in him. And Jesus is our best model. Jesus hung out with a bunch of sinners. In fact, to the point where people were almost judging Jesus. You shouldn't be hanging out with those people. They're sinners, right? But Jesus went and hung out with sinners. So that's part of the discovery. Do you have friends that aren't believers Do you hang out with people that aren't to help them in a motion to help them come to him? But Jesus also made disciples. He wasn't just after hanging out with sinners. He helped people grow. He made disciples in them. And this discipleship idea is so important in the New Testament. 269 times the word discipleship is mentioned in the New Testament. Christian is mentioned twice. So, our goal is to be disciples of Jesus. How do we follow him? A good definition is being with Jesus, learning to be like Jesus in every area of our life, and not just for our sake, but for others. And the hard part for us is it just can't happen on Sunday mornings. We can work out. Man, this is tough because at times you're just getting spoon fed by me or milk. And it was Paul that was writing, you can't just drink milk. You've got to grow. You've got to get to the point where you're eating solid food, where you're learning this and you're growing in this. Some of this is your responsibility, yes, but you don't do it alone. We're in it together, and there's a reason behind this. We do this together. We keep working together so that I help you bear fruit, which helps somebody else bear fruit, which helps somebody else bear fruit. And I really, I'm not after here. I'm not trying here just as your pastor. I I don't want to just make you spiritually fat. That's not our goal. It's to make you work out so that you're helping someone, so that someone else is helping someone. And I want to be a part of a group of people that are each on their journey following Christ. You're doing your part. I'm doing, I'm getting better every day on my growth chart. You're getting better in your growth. How are we growing together And I promise as your pastor, I want to do my best to provide a place where you can come and wherever you're at, you can take another step, but also a place where you can help somebody else discover. So I want to be a place where you don't feel embarrassed to invite your friends so that they can discover Jesus and they can come to know him. And then through us, people see the fruit, the love and the patience and the peace, and the joy, and the kindness, the faithfulness, the gentleness, the self-control, where they see us serving not only each other, but also in our community. And they say, I want that. I want something like that. And so we team up together, and we say, we can do this better together. So we have this vision. The vision of this beyond us thing is to go beyond us. It's more than just us. One, it's around the world, as you heard last week, as you heard this morning, Um, we are doing things around the world through our work together. But it's also where we're relocating to and what's going on with that. And I'm so excited about what's happening um, on the east side of town and what God is going to do through us. So if you are new to us, like in the last year, you just started to be a part of us and this beyond us thing is new to you, I want to tell you more about it. So on Wednesday night, you are invited to come back out here to Crestview, and we're going to have what we call a town hall meeting. And it's a time where I'll give you the history of how we got up to this point, where we're at right now, what the process is as we move forward. It's a time where you can ask questions about our relocation project, why we're doing it, um, the resources and the concepts behind it. And I'm going to ask you to be a part of it. I want you to be a part of this movement and this mission as we move forward. So come out Wednesday night and be a part of that. If you are a part of this church, if this is your church home, then I'm going to challenge you. And I'm going to challenge you in a couple um, areas. One is our general ministries, what we do here as a church. Um, I said this last week, I'm going to say it again. Um, Oftentimes you hear Steve He's usually the one that's up here that says it, but sometimes it's other people, that if you're visiting with us, we don't um, expect you to feel obligated to give in our offering time. This is for those of us that call Crestview home. So we give you that um, concept, because we really don't. If you're visiting, we don't want that pressure or that obligation for you to feel like all the church wants is your resources and your money. But with that comes an implication, that if it, this is your church home, we do we do expect you then to be a part of it, to get behind the kingdom of God with your resources, to trust, to grow in your faith, to develop the foundation that you have, to trust God with your resources, and to see what He can do with it that goes beyond you. Maybe to a hospital in Zimbabwe. Maybe to a new um, building to reach people on the other side of town. And then I'm going to ask as well if... um, you have made a commitment to our project to stick with it. We have another year of this. It's about um, ten, a 10 to 12 month building process for us. We have another year of giving to this project. I want you to stick with that commitment. Maybe even say, God has blessed me in this, and I want to get behind it even more. So I'm going to say a quick prayer. Um, And I want you to watch a video as I close my time out about the project and what we're doing. Let's pray together. Father, I'm grateful for your son, for his foundation that we're building on, as well as the development of that. That we're not just looking to him to say, I believe in him, but I believe in him and I choose to follow and do what he teaches. And I'm building my faith because of that. God bless us in that. Help us to grow closer to you in our faith journey, wherever we're at. Help us as well on the mission to reach others. And as we do that, God, may you be honored and glorified through going beyond who we are. We love you. We thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. Watch this. It was in 1977 that Crestview moved into this building, which at the time was their brand new building. And it was because of the forward thinking and the sacrifice of the people that came before us that we have had 40 years of fruitful ministry. In our time here in this location, we have made the most of this facility. We have watched lives change. We come in here and we worship. We have watched many baptisms. We have seen people make big changes in their lives. We have watched this facility change as well. We've added walls, we've taken down walls. Our children's ministry has taken over most of the rooms in this building, and we added modulars to accommodate our youth ministry and our offices. Since we've moved into our modulars, our youth ministry has more than doubled. But the time has come for us to take up the mantle, to accept the challenge, and to follow God in His leading. We have outgrown this facility and we are looking to move to the east side of Manhattan where the possibilities for growth are amazing. I tell you, it's not about the building. It's not about a physical structure. It's about that being a resource for us to do ministry. It's not about each of us having our own incredible worship experience. It's about what are we doing for the people who will come after us. And not just that, it's being faithful to a call to obey. That will you go beyond who you think you are, because God's asked us to? I I expect great things. I know He will accomplish great things uh, through all of the people at Crestview uh, pulling together and uh, being united in uh, looking to the future. I don't know how everything's going to pan out. None of us do. That's that's in God's that's God's purview. Uh We just need to follow along and uh, let him lead. The Beyond Us campaign is not a financial campaign. It's not a building campaign. It's the vision for us to follow God in his leading. It's for us to trust in Ephesians 3.20, which reminds us that God is able to go far beyond all that we ask and imagine.